Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Freckled Foodie fam, I love today's episode because we touch on so many different things. And sometimes I feel like my episodes are either geared towards parents or geared towards like younger listeners or whatever. And this one touches on honestly both in such an important way way. Anisia Anya is a friend of mine who I've met through Instagram, but I actually had never met in person. This is our first time actually meeting in person, which we talk about how wild that is because I feel like we've been communicating via Instagram for so long. But she has created this incredible new company called Kids Table that is focused on helping kids have a seat at the table and have fun during dinner time and eat delicious food. And it's really the first of its kind, specifically in New York. And the food is so good. Liam is a huge fan. I say this in the episode, but Joe also and I, like we will eat the meals that he has because they're so freaking good. But I love what we talk about in this one because we go into how important food is in the family and especially like giving the kids freedom in a sense of like exploring new things and having fun with what they're eating and enjoying different types of flavors and all of those things and really giving the kids the ability to be treated like adults and humans. And then we also talk about how important it is to celebrate your own wins, especially wins that aren't what we're typically seeing celebrated by societal standards such as getting engaged, getting married, having kids, like celebrating the small wins and celebrating the big wins, no matter what they are. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode as much as I did. And without further ado, here is Anisia. Anisia, I'm really excited to have you. And it's weird. Actually, this is our first time meeting, isn't it? Yes, like in person. Which feels weird. Yes, because we've been friends. Yeah, like for a while. I don't remember how I originally found your content, but like it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I think I started following you like years ago, like before the podcast, before COVID. Before Liam, before I, th- I think even before you were married, I think Maybe. you were about to be married. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a long time, <laughs> which is crazy that we haven't met. I know, but I'm so excited to have you here. I'm also so excited about your new venture because for me, like you see, my lazy effing dinners, cooking for it. a kid is a whole new ball game. 
like I get such decision fatigue around food now where I just want something put in front of me. I don't want to think about it. Yes. I'm like just I, I more than anything I wish someone could just cook all my meals. Yes. And even more so with a child cuz I never thought about how much work it is to then cook for them. And when you sent me all of the stuff within kids table like first of all he loves them. Yeah. Second of all, my husband loves them. He was like, these chicken tenders <laughs> are amazing. I yes. was having the banana oat muffins, the pizza cups. So good. And it was just so easy. Yeah. Which is the dream for every mom. So pitch us. Give everyone the pitch or what is Kids Table if they haven't heard about it before. Yeah. So Kids Table is New York's own Meal delivery service for kids. Our biggest mission is to create adventurous, healthy eaters. I created Kids Table for both parents and also children to kind of like develop their palates, try new foods, try foods from other cultures, and just kind of get to know different cuisines from like other kids that they're around mm -hmm. and also just make mealtime much easier for parents. I think, like you said, it's a huge decision maker and decision factor. And I think a lot of parents feel so much guilt around mealtime. So whether it's like, oh, my God, I'm feeding my kid the same thing every day or they're so picky or, you know, I feel like they're not eating enough vegetables. Or they're not eating enough variety. You know, our nanny makes something from that from her culture and mm -hmm. like they don't like it and I want them to like it. There's just so much. And I was like, how can we like combat this? And, you know, over the pandemic, I just saw that there were so many like new food concepts coming out, meal delivery services, new restaurants, all this new food stuff coming out for adults. And I felt like we were really progressing in the food world. Mm -hmm. But for kids, it was still the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, how are we ever going to achieve <laughs> this like end goal of like families eating together and kids like eating a variety of foods and parents like making mealtime easier. And I saw there was no one else doing it. And so I decided to create it. And it's, it's like, amazing. that's my biggest mission is like, how do we redefine the kids table? I absolutely love that. And I will say like for us, we did baby led weaning from oh, the beginning. Yeah. And like for anyone who's interested in that specific topic, I highly recommend listening to my episode with Jenny Best from Solid Starts. I love but her. She's the greatest. Yes. If you aren't connected with her already, I will absolutely connect yes. to you. Amazing. But their whole thing, like for me, the reason why we wanted to do baby led weaning is because ideally I want to be able to take Liam out to a restaurant with us yep. or to all sit down for dinner and we're cooking the same thing. Yep. That being said, we don't eat dinner at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So like that kind of backfired for me where then I realized I was cooking two separate meals. But a lot yep. of times we just give him our leftovers the next day and the kid will eat anything that is put in front of him. So that's makes, amazing. I'm so happy about it. And that's it amazing. makes life so much easier. I know that's not the case for everyone. But I think you're so right in the sense that the way and I think this goes even more into parenting styles where like yep. for me, I have made such a conscious effort of parenting our son as if he is a human, not just this like small, tiny baby. Yes, exactly. Obviously, he is a baby and there are things that yep. I'm taking care of in baby form. But the way I speak to him, the way he's involved in our lives, the way yep. we're involved in his life. And I feel that way is very parallel with this company in the sense of like bringing the kids to the table and yep. like creating this environment for everyone to be together yes, as one. Exactly. And I think, you know, when you think about 
kids food. It's very much so like this weird concept of like mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, things shaped like a dinosaur. (laughs) And it's like, what happens when this kid is like 10, 12, 14, 16, 32? Like they're not going to eat things that are shaped like a dinosaur. Right. Or things that are covered in cheese. And it's like, how do they get to the point where they are eating things like curries or fried rice mm-hmm. or asparagus and things like that? It's like you have to start them off when they are a child. Yeah. And I just like I'm a, I learned this like when I was nannying and I when I was working with a lot of parents and it was like, you know, you do have to treat these little beings as like humans, you know, mm-hmm. not just like the infants and the toddlers and the kids that they are, but they are humans that will eventually grow into teenagers, into adults. They will eventually have their own families and feed their own kids. And how wild. do we literally it's wild. It's <laughs> wild. <laughs> it's like wild. And I think like we just don't think about those things. Yeah. And it's like, how do we teach them? this starting out at a small age. And I think, you know, in the pandemic, there was just so much rise in like diversity and inclusion and race. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, the biggest thing was like, how do we teach our kids about this? How do you teach your kids about racism? Yeah, that I'm actively thinking. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how do you teach your kids about sexism and like how to treat women and women's Mm -hmm. rights and gay rights, all these things. And it's like, it starts As a child, it starts, it doesn't start when they're 16, 18 or when they're 35. Mm -hmm. It starts when they're a child. And that's just the thing that really motivated me to create Kids Table. And I think when I was like thinking about it, everyone was like, well, this doesn't sound like kid food. And I'm like, well, this kid is going to go into an adult, you know, or a teenager. And eventually, like, they're going to have to learn these things. And, you know, I thought like, you know, me and my friends who grew up in multicultural homes, like, Mm -hmm. This is what we grew up eating, you know? Right. And like, my, I love the chicken fingers that are like Zatar spice. Yeah, exactly. This is what we grew up eating. And my mom was kind of like, I don't have another option for you. Like, the kitchen's closed. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I it's sad because like, as a kid, I like would cry because I'm like, all I wanted was like a Lunchable. Or like, I remember like those pizza Lunchables. Like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. like I would die for one of those. But my mom was like, I'm not buying that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what we eat. We eat rice. We eat curries. Like, we eat like our spicy suya beef. We eat jollof rice. All these things. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. why can I have that? And so like, all of these things I just like really thought about. And I'm like, wow, like this is crazy that like now as an adult, like kids are still eating mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. And like, there are probably still like ethnic kids who are dying to have that like pizza, whatever. And so it's like, how do we get kids to the same place? We're all eating all the things, whether Mm -hmm. it's like the pizza muffins or the Zatar chicken nuggets or a teriyaki meatball or like spicy noodles. Like how do we get to a place where we're eating everything at the table? I love that so much. And I want to know more about how you actually like, created this business because the idea of starting a business is so daunting to so many and your history you started in like corporate tech yes out of school yeah and then transitioned correct me if i'm wrong into private chef work nannying at the same time or were they separate so separate okay so it's kind of really crazy like if you would have like if you would have asked me like five years ago, even 10 years ago, like, oh, 
are you gonna be a chef? I would have been like, no, like absolutely not. There's no way. Like I thought I was gonna move up into this corporate world, mm-hmm. this corporate ladder, become like a CMO of some sort, all the things. And it's just like mind boggling that I'm sitting here today. I'm a chef. I own a kids business. Like, it's did you care crazy. about food? Like, yes. were you cooking as a yes. young adult? I've okay. always loved to cook. So I like after college, I went to. I moved to San Francisco Mm -hmm. and I worked in tech because that's kind of what you do. Like you get a job in tech. And so I worked in tech for a couple of years, but I didn't, I love tech. I loved like the atmosphere of like, you know, you're working in the office and like the perks, you have a gym membership, you would like have happy hour at work, you're drinking rosé, like with your boss. It's great, right? Until it's not. And you're like, so what am I going to, like, what am I going to do? I don't love tech. I don't love these software companies. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? And also, like, it's just a very white male dominant industry. It was at the time. This was like 2010, 12, 13. So I was kind of like, what do I do? I, like loved wellness I loved food I loved all the things but like growing up in a Nigerian household like those career op- those career paths were just not an option mm-hmm. like anything creative or fun was like no you're a doctor you're a lawyer you're an executive you do something that's like finance like something that is like stability stability it's substantial you're gonna make really good money have really good benefits so I just never thought of these things as like a career mm-hmm. But I knew I didn't want to work in tech anymore. And so I just like, I quit my job and I was like, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do next. Can I ask quickly, when you quit your job, what were your parents' responses? Oh, they were like, livid. Yeah. They were like, what are you? <laughs> are you mad? Are you joking? Like, are you crazy? I mean, I remember like, I kind of didn't tell them for a while, like a month. Oh, wow. Oh, my like, God. I like could a never month, keep a secret that long. <laughs> like a month, I was like keeping it on the low, not yeah. saying anything. And then I was like, I think I'm going to move to New York. And I, I remember telling my dad, like, oh, I'm going to move to New York for a job. And like, there was no job. <laughs> there was no job. <laughs> there was no job. And so I had a friend who lived in New York and she worked as a nanny. She was a nanny for uh-huh. a Jets player. And she was like, why don't you, like, nanny? Like, why don't you become, like, a high-profile nanny? Let me tell you, the nanny scene in New York City. Oh, I don't think people know the opportunities out there. Oh, like, they I'm not saying know. that it's all great at no, all. No, yeah, exactly. But if you find the right yes. family, like, there you're, is you're some set up for life. lush living there. There is some very lush, lush living. Yeah, one of my friends was a high-profile nanny yeah. in Aspen, and they, like, the offer they gave her to fl- come to New York was outrageous oh yeah no it's insane and the perks like they it's funny they kind of still live on like i have families that i've used to work for and it's like those perks are still kind of there the connections they never go away but yeah so my friend was like you know you should become a a nanny or like a house manager like it's kind of like what you were doing in tech you know in tech i was like an executive assistant and Mm -hmm. then i was an office manager and like my job was kind of like making sure the morale of the company stayed. And I was like planning happy hours and booking right. trips for the executive team and like planning the day to day. And she's like, you know, you can do that. But like for like a very wealthy family, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're super bubbly. You love kids. Like just do it part time until you get a job. And I'm like, OK, fine. I come to New York. I apply for this agency. They're like, great. We'll like staff you. So they start staffing me with families And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. (laughs) This is insane that like I'm getting paid more than what more than a tech salary. It's wild. More than a tech salary. I'm like shifted around these like Manhattan penthouses 
going to the Hamptons, going to the Jersey Shore, like taking kids to school, the doctors, like all over the place. Yeah. Managing their trips, their camps, like all of it. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is just going to be like a part time thing. Like, I'll just do this for a little while. And I ended up doing it for five years. Did you enjoy it? Loved it. That's amazing. Loved every single second of it. 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 I will say it was the hardest job I've ever done in my life. So fucking hard. The I mean, har- that's why they get paid so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. They it's, should. Like, it's the hardest job. And I think a lot of people think it's just like you're watching kids or you're just playing with kids. And it's like, no. Like, it's the hardest job that you will ever do. But it's also just so rewarding. I think... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like parenting, quite honestly. No, it's like, like it's, it's like, a, and it's you just, are. You're basically a third parent, assuming exactly. that there are two. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking hard. It's so and hard. And it's so rewarding when you see this growth yes. of a human. No, exactly. And especially with the nature of the clientele, like, these people are working. Like, they're these people, mm-hmm. like, they own the, the biggest companies that you've ever heard of. They're in the movies that you see right. on TV. Like, they're gone. And so there were times where, like, you were with kids by yourself for days or weeks. Like, I remember the first time a family left me with their kid for two weeks. Holy shit. Straight. Like, there's no, like... Right. Like, you are the the parent. I am am a single mom for two weeks. I am getting up every single morning to get this kid ready for school, drop them off, pack their lunch, getting them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If they're a baby, I'm there all day. Naps. Exhausting. Feeding, diaper changes, everything. There's There's no one there... To relieve me, some families will have like a second nanny or someone mm-hmm. part time. Sometimes the grandparents will come in and help. But it's like, no, you are the primary caregiver right. for those weeks. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand that has been absolutely changing my gut health for years and has helped me so much. Seed. You know by now how much I love Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic, but if you are new here, let me tell you why. It is a broad-spectrum plant-based prebiotic and 24-strain probiotic that helps support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and the ease of evacuation. As someone who historically was on the constipated side, Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic has been so incredibly helpful in helping my consistency, which you know is something I do not take for granted. Seed is such a large in my routine and something I make sure to take every single morning. Last week when we were packing up for our big move, you better believe I had my seed in the suitcase that was going to be by our side at all times because I wanted to make sure that I had access to it for the first few mornings we were living out of boxes in the new house. It was also one of the first things that I updated our address for because I want to make sure I don't miss my refill packages. The seed refill system is so amazing because I know my next package is guaranteed to show up before I run out of my month's supply. Plus, Each component of the refill system is designed to protect the DS01 Daily Symbiotic and the sustainable biomaterials and refill systems help reduce the company's imprint and be gentler on the earth. You guys can start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash Cameron and use code Cameron. Today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef. In this episode, we discuss what an important role food plays in the family and how we love making memories around the dinner table. And Green Chef is here to help us do just that. If you are looking to eat foods that make you feel good in 2023, Green Chef can help you do just that by offering 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences. There is so 
much variety and customization available so that there's truly something for everyone. Whether you are ordering for yourself, you and your roommate, you and your partner, your family, the variety available makes sure that everyone is happy. Green Chef helps you help yourself by offering convenient recipes to support your healthy lifestyle and they taste good too. I love cooking and I love making new things. And lately I've been feeling just so bogged down by like the similar recipes that I make over and over and over just because it's comfortable. It's what I know I I like. It's what I'm used to doing. I can just like zone out and cook. But I also am like so sick of the same meals I make 24-7. And that is why I love Green Chef because it inspires me to try new things and make some new recipes. Plus the biggest bonus is that I don't have to go grocery shopping because there are some weeks where I just do not have time for that. With Green Chef, you are also reducing your food waste by up to 38% versus grocery shopping. I just ordered my meals for next week and I am so excited for what is headed my way. Most specifically, the Southwest turkey stuffed peppers with a cauliflower rice, monterey jack cheese, and a spicy crema. And I know this is going to be a favorite of Joe's. You guys can get Green Chef too if you go to greenchef.com slash Cameron60 and use code Cameron60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Once again, go to greenchef.com slash Cameron60 and use code Cameron60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. We love you, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. And were you cooking for these families? And that's how it led to this private chef work? Yeah. So then I was like, I started cooking for families and like some of the families had chefs and I would fill in for some of the chefs sometimes. And like sometimes like if we were bored during the afternoon, I would do like a little cooking activity with the kids. Mm -hmm. And then I was working for this family once and their chef was sick for like, it was like Thanksgiving dinner and he was sick. And the mom was like, is there any way that you can like prep the food for Sebastian and I was like what like what (laughs) like immediately no like immediately no and this family I I was in a hybrid role with them so I was like their household manager and also their nanny so while the kids were at school I was like a personal assistant for the family so I was like bringing the dog to the groomer booking their flights like shipping skis to their house in Aspen (laughs) like like you know wild crazy things and then I was like Grocery shopping for them. I was going to Italy, mm-hmm. going to Chelsea Market, like getting in the car to Long Island to go get fish, like crazy stuff oh all God. day. Okay. And so I was used to doing some of the shopping and like Sebastian would come in and he'd be like, okay, what did you get me from the cheesemonger? What did you get me from the fish? And I'd be like, okay, this is what I got. So I kind of knew some of his day to day, but like to put on an actual Thanksgiving well, dinner. Well, right, it's not just like, can you cook dinner tonight? Can you cook can dinner? You cook like literally. And I think... The one thing that nannying did teach me was like, you have to be ready at all times for anything. And so I was just like, okay, like, I guess we're going to do this. And so I prepped Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. And they had another assistant that like 
ended up like preheating it the next day mm-hmm. and then I had like flew home I had to fly like I had Thanksgiving with my own family right so like I flew home with my family the next day and I remember I was like freaking the fuck out I'm like <laughs> I hope this works like I hope everything goes so well like I'm still like working on the flight home and like everything goes great and like they love it. It's amazing. And immediately I'm like, oh, maybe like Sebastian's fired and I have the job now. <laughs> like maybe that's it. But like that wasn't the case. He definitely came back to work. But then I remember thinking like, wow, I could do this. Like, yeah, I could be a chef for families and this could be like a really cool career that I could like actually make something out of. I could go mm-hmm. into like owning a restaurant or owning a catering company. I could, you know, I saw longevity in it. And, you know, I started to think like, you know, I was approaching 30 Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, I have to, I'm starting to think about like kids and marriage and like, what can I do that's like going to sustain myself while I have a family? Nannying is not something that you, you can do. And a lot of nannies do. But you your kids are either older or you have to then get childcare for your children. Exactly. Or they become second. It's just not an easy job to do while you have kids, while you're pregnant and you're chasing after someone else's kid on the playground. It's a lot. And so I was like, what can I do? And I was like, well, I could be a chef. And so I started cooking more for families and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So I went to culinary school. And so I went to school at ICE. And at the time, it's so funny because I had I got a babysitting job with Gail Simmons on the weekends and it was like so crazy because I had like had just applied for this culinary program had this babysitting job with Gail and then I and then I just started getting random they started booking me with random families and these people like the parents worked in the food industry and I was like this is wild right this is wild. Like the owner of Russ and Daughters, like the universe, the universe. Because it, you know what it is? It's when you're doing things that you're well. My belief yeah. is that when you're doing things that you're passionate about and what you want to be doing, what you're meant to be doing, the universe is like, let me help you. No, literally. I believe it so yes. wholeheartedly. Yes. And like examples have just come up and up and up in my life. And like, yeah. this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, it's exact. And that, like that moment, I was like, this is that I truly believed in the universe. And I was like, yeah. this is crazy. Like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. So I went through the culinary program. I was still babysitting and nannying on the side. And, like, these parents now became, like, my mentors. And it was just, like, such a beautiful experience. And so after I finished my culinary program, I went back to these agencies. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not nannying anymore, but now I'm a chef. I can do Mm -hmm. private chef work. And they're like, okay. They have the same roster of, like families between like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the Hamptons. And so I started getting staffed on chef jobs and the rest is like history. And so you eventually have this idea for Kids Table. Yep. How the fuck do you actually turn this into reality? So I had this idea before the pandemic, like the part about the private chef jobs I loved the most was the kids. Mm -hmm. Like I loved, I mean, it was fun, like cooking for like really cool people and like really fancy dinner parties. But like I always found myself in the kitchen, like with the kids Mm -hmm. or like by the pool with the kids. The kids were always like the reason I kept going. I mean, in this industry, you're working with like psychos. Like it's crazy. Like people are really, really crazy. And it's like the most like, taxing job that you can do is working in like private sector of people and it's Mm -hmm. like the kids are what kept me sane and the kids were the the thing that like got me through every time and 
I was like, what can I do that's like kids and food? So I started teaching kids cooking classes on the side. Mm-hmm. I had like a few random like studios here in the city and then like different like after school programs. And I was like, okay, I want to do this like on my own. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, well, this is going to be really hard to do virtual. Right. You can't like you with can't, kids. You can't really do this virtual with kids. So I'm like, what do I do? What can I do? And so then I remember talking to this dad and he was like, I don't I don't want to bring my kid to a fucking cooking class. I want I want like food to feed my kid. <laughs> he's like, I don't care what my kid learns. I just <laughs> don't like, want to have to cook for he's that. He's like, exactly. I mean, they're not wrong. He's not wrong, right? He's like, he's like, Anicia, like, I think your ideas are great. Like, this is really cool that you want to teach kids how to cook, but like where's the food? Just feed my kid. Like, where's the fucking food? And I'm like, well, like, I can't, like, make the, like, I can't make the food. Like, what? No. And he's like, no, you, you figure it out. He's like, figure it out. There's so many meal companies, like, you can do it. Like, you're the one to do it. And I'm like, okay. So then I, like, start talking to people. Like, I start finding companies on Instagram that do, like, meal delivery, food delivery, Sakara Life, yeah. Ipsa, Territory. Like, territory. territory. Yeah, I know. Oh, the dream. Like, yeah. dream. Hello Fresh. I start, like, seeing all these different companies. I'm like, okay, none of them have kids stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a market out there. Then I start surveying all these parents, like, all these mom groups on Facebook. I, like, start texting moms I used to nanny for. I'm like, hey, do you have a mom group? Can I survey them? And, the sur- like, all the answers were, like, we want food. Like, we want healthy I food. Mean, my entire mom group chat constantly. What the fuck are you feeding your kids? Yeah, exactly. What are you guys doing for dinner? Like, my friend Emily Dignato is like, you need to make a lazy effing dinner cookbook for children because yes. what am I supposed to be doing? Exactly. And like a lot of moms were like, you know, everything that I buy at the super, at the market is like trash. Mm-hmm. And, but the stuff that or I- Or it's so expensive. Or it's so, or it's so, so expensive. If you want their kid to eat this like raw bar, whatever. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, is this like, can I do this? So then I started reaching out to like actual people who have like, done food production. I'm like, what do you need to do this? And they're like, okay, you need a kitchen space. Mm -hmm. You need licensing. You need recipes development. You need all of this. And so then I'm thinking like, oh, this is like a huge thing. Like this is massive. Like there's no way you need all this funding. You need investors, you need all of this. And then I talked to this, a dad that I had used to nanny for, and he is like a, a restaurant and like food consultant. And he's like, no, you just, just start small. Start in your market. Start in New York. You don't need to start national. Right. He's like, start in Brooklyn. Right. He's like, you can start in your neighborhood. He's like, you don't need to. And then he's like, and then you can grow from there. Mm-hmm. He's like, start small and then grow from there. Then I had talked to the founder of Tiny Organics. They mm-hmm. are like a baby food company. And they were like, yeah, we started in Park Slope. We launched right. our product in Park Slope. And now it's like this multi-million dollar national. Just like kids tables. Baby be. food. Yes, exactly. Baby food company. And they're like, start small. And so I'm like, okay, we're starting. It's- Can I ask a question? Yeah. Now? You send all these messages out, right? And yeah. I know like one was to Sophia Rowe. What did you find was a lot of the response. Did you feel like, were people willing to help? Were people willing to lay it all out there to give you advice? Did some people say like, no. whatever, what are you doing? Like, cause that takes 
and I've done this, yes. asking, just cold messaging people yes. when I'm trying to do some part of my business. I did this with my podcast. Yep. When I used to meal prep for people like yep. way back when yes. I first quit my job, Yes, I used to talk to a girl who was doing it of just pricing structure, how yep. you, whatever. And I've always found that most people are very receptive, but you also have to put your ego aside. Yes, to send these messages. Yes. Like you really do because do. asking for help can be really hard for people. I love asking for help. Yes. I wish like the more help, the merrier. But you have to put your ego aside to yes. ask these questions. So what did that feel like for you and what was most of the response? So I am like terrible at asking for help. Okay. The worst. Like even my own friends. Like I do not ask for help like at all. And that's something that I have, I've had to work on through therapy yeah. and like had to work through trauma responses, all the things. Cause like, I just do not ask for help. Like I, you will see me struggling and someone's like, do you need help? And I'm like, nope. All good here. All good. Got it. And I'm like crying. Bags are falling. Like, we are good. We are good. Literally, like, we are good. (laughs) I am the worst with that. And I just knew, like, something in me was like, you can't do this alone. Like, you can't. You can't do this alone. Like, and I think that's where I had to, like, put my ego aside. I'm like, Anicia, like, you are not a CEO. You are mm-hmm. not a founder. Like you are not, you have not built a multi-million dollar company before. You have not even built a catering company before. Like you are a private chef and you are like you, there are things that you do know and you are smart, but like there are things that you don't know and you do need help. I also think so much of starting anything new yep. is you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. I remember when I started my corporate job, like they would speak in these terms that meant very simple things, yeah. but I didn't know the jargon of a trading floor. And yeah. like, how would you? Like yes. coming from college, you would never know exactly. that like, spot is just a decimal. Exactly. Like those types of things. That's just one example. And you just don't know what you don't know. And I remember one person who I was shadowing as an intern made me feel so stupid. Yeah. And I was so broken. Like I was so upset. Yeah. And I promised myself I will never do that if I ended up working there full time. And then I became an intern sponsor for my desk. And I was very, very clear from the beginning. Ask any fucking question. I don't care how dumb you think it is. Yes. You have to ask. Otherwise you will not know. Yeah. And like same with the industry I'm in now. Like I didn't know what to charge for a sponsored post when I started. Yeah. How would I have ever known that? Yeah, exactly. So I messaged friends that were in the space like, hey, did you work? I saw you worked with this brand. What was their budget? What did you charge? Yep. What do you charge for a story? What's the difference between a reel and a TikTok? Yep. Like you have to ask these questions because you're never going to figure out how to do something. On yeah, your own. exactly. You'll never know. And you have like and, I, and the more, you know, the better off you'll be. Totally. And like my dad is my dad has always told us like the more knowledge you have the better off you'll be and like no one can take that away from you like no one can take away your curiosity or you asking questions like no one can take that away from you it's just you'll be better off yeah and so i try to like rethink these things and like put the ego aside and just like put myself out there and you know like i think a lot of times we think like the what ifs like the, what, if, what if I do this? What if people laugh at me? What if they say no? And I think for the past couple of years, I've really tried to change the mindset around that. And it's like, no, it's like, what if 
They say yes. What if they say yes? What if you're really successful? Like, what if you meet someone that could change your life out of this? Like, what? Totally. What if something goes good? Like, what if? I saw this, like, I don't know if it was a TikTok, a tweet, something, where it was like, you know, maybe it's the book. I don't know. We spend so much time worried about this voice in our head that's like, you're awful, you suck, like, whatever. It's an imaginary voice. So what if we just made that imaginary voice positive? Exactly. Like, it's not real. It's not based in no, reality. So no. why can't we make this figment of our imagination someone that's like, you're the fucking best. No, literally. You go, girl. Yes. Like, I think about this all the time when I post content. Like, it's unfortunately so easy for me to tap into a troll's mind. Yeah. And I, like, hear it yep. in my head. Not that they're even saying it, but I'm like, yeah. oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can say it in their voice. And yes. I'm like, why don't I tap into the people who support me? Exactly. Like, why do we do that? So I'm with you. It's something I'm consciously working on. No, exactly. And so I just kind of like, yeah, put the ego aside. And I'm like, I started reaching out to people. And people were like, incredible. Like, so, so helpful. So knowledgeable. Like, connecting me with their friends, their accountant. Like, telling me where to go. People were just like, this is how you can get funding if you need it. Like, so nice. And like, here are some moms that would like love the product. Like, mm-hmm. here are some moms that would test the product. We need like, to get all of this in the Freckled Foodie Mamas Facebook group. Yay, yes, yes, yes. It is. No. Let me tell you. Yes. There's no. a lot going on there. Oh, I know. In the like, best way. No, exactly. I love yeah. moms. Like, they're my favorite people, like, ever. <laughs> it's like so fun. But like... I was, like, shocked that, like, how helpful people were and how generous people were. Like, people who were, like, that I honestly didn't think I could, like, have access to. Right. That I'm, like, oh, there's no way. And you know what it is? One person says yes, and their network, you never know then who they're able to introduce you to. And then that person and who they're – this – I've had similar instances in my life where I'm, like, wow, this is – eye-opening no it's eye. Like, it's it's and people are so willing to help They're and connect so willing to help it's one of my favorite things to do yeah i love connecting people no it's it's amazing and like a friend of mine emily she's the founder of pop-up grocer mm-hmm. and like she was like oh you should talk to my friend molly chen molly chen is like the founder of birchbox right which is like this massive yeah. company and i was like oh, there's no way like she's gonna be like great like cool like thanks Manove. <laughs> yeah thanks good luck to you this woman was so generous, like sent me like the longest message, the longest email. She's like, let's get on a call. Let's have lunch. I'm like, what? Shocking. Like, it was shocking to me. And like to this day, like we text all the time and she like she's a mom with two kids and a husband and like multiple businesses that she's like consulting with. And she still is like, how are you doing? What do you need? Can I connect you with someone? And like, talk to this person. She connected me with the founders of Sakara Life and was like, talk to them about like how they raised money, like all of these things. And I'm like, whoa. We love people like this. Like, this is crazy. And so I think people were so, so generous to the point where like, I felt like I needed so much money and so much time and so much to start this business. And it like, I didn't. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just needed support and advice and and just like from people. So I want to get into some personal life stuff. But before we do that, I'm big into speaking things into existence. Yes. And I'm curious, like, where in your wildest dreams do you envision Kids Table going? Oh, my God. Like, all over the place. Like, if the world is your oyster and you can really just, like, dream big. Yes. I mean, I see Kids Table as this, like, 
massive kids, food, lifestyle space. Like, not only do we have meal delivery, we have, like, a cookware line. We have a merch line. We're, like, a national brand. We're, like, in Target. We're in Whole Foods. Like, we're everywhere. I also imagine that we have, like, studio spaces where we I can now teach kids how to cook class, like, do the cooking classes. I still want to do that. I think, you know, one of my biggest missions at Kids Table was, like, not just, like, give parents food, not to just be like, here's your dinner, heat it up in the microwave. I really want parents to, like, learn, you Mm -hmm. know, and, like, create like a family moment around like cooking and feeding and like eating and all the things. And so it's like, I would love to host like workshops where parents can come and learn about like feeding their kids solids or Mm -hmm. cooking a meal for the family or like how to cook with your kids in the kitchen and things like that. You should start a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's like one of my goals this year is to like beef up the content and like start doing things like that. Can't help you on that front because I'm (laughs) not good at YouTube, but I have people that can. I've made friends with Yeah. now some YouTubers. It's like a whole different world. Yes. And then the other thing is like, you know, I love like there's been a couple brands I've been seeing that have been creating like cookware for like kids, like little like knives or like Mm -hmm. smaller cutting boards. Yeah. And like I would love for Kids Table to have stuff like that again. So like kids are actually like touching and feeling things that are in the kitchen. Get a line at Williams-Sonoma. No, literally. Like that's like the goal and the dream. Then also just to have like a national food brand where like we are in retail stores, whether we're doing delivery or retail. I just really want everyone to be able to experience Kids Table. I want it to be in everyone's fridge, their freezer, their cabinet. I want kids to have like t-shirts that say like little Kids Table things on it. And then learning materials like books. Like I recently wrote a kids book. Wait, this is my goal for 2023 and 4. Oh. I want to write a kids book. Oh. oh we God, need we, to like yeah, we'll talk we need to this. talk about this yes. because I mean I the book has been written. I just don't have a, a publisher yeah. or any I don't even know but like I, well, wrote, I don't know how that works yeah I, I have no idea I have no idea how it works but again like I was like browsing around Barnes and Noble and I was like there's not a lot of books about like food mm-hmm. if we it have is, one pizza book yeah if, if it is it's like a is for Apple or like it's right. a book about pizza. I'm going like, to send you the interactive book he has that he's obsessed with. I'll link it in the show notes. It's his favorite book. He's like, pizza book, pizza book. Yeah. And it's really cute. It's like the process of making a pizza. Love and that. you can like push something down and it's the oh. oven opening and then you can touch the dough. So yes. it's also sensory. Sensory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I they love They make that. a line. My One of my good friends gave it to him. She just texted me being like, I'm going to get him the pancake one. Oh, cute. So they must do a few. few of them. But yes. I agree. I mean, he has maybe a hundred books because he's a bookworm and one yeah. is about food. Yeah. There's not a lot about food yeah. or even just like the experience of food. And I think I even like I wrote, I halfway wrote a book about just like the, our our relationship with food and how like you know kids don't really learn about that and I think a lot of times parents like push their relationship yep. with food onto kids and I learned that a lot while I was nannying is like you know I would hear moms tell their kid like something was fattening or something mm-hmm. was too much sugar and so like sad. it's so sad and it's like I would love to create a book about like no like all food is great and nothing right. is like fattening like things like that it's just like no and so like I yeah like that's also one of my goals is Okay. Like a series Amazing. of books. But yeah. It's all going to happen. It I will it. happen. So personally, I have been very interested in parts of your content that also focus on the fact that you do not have children. No. And you are not married. And the idea that we need to also make time to celebrate things in our lives that are not so focused on these 
monumental, quote unquote, life stages that we're told to celebrate where the people who may not have experienced them yet or don't want to experience them miss out. So what has that been like for you and how has that journey unfolded in making it a priority to celebrate wins in your life that aren't the wins that we're seeing in like typical society? Yeah. So, I mean, this has been like very new for me. I mean, for the past like nine years, my life has been consumed with like clients and other people's families and other people's kids and celebrating like weddings, anniversaries, Mm -hmm. like birthdays and other people's milestones. And I kind of had gotten like lost in it and I wasn't celebrating myself or like anything that I was doing at all. And then as a chef, like that's my job is to like, I would do these dinner parties and baby showers and all these things. And, you know, it really caught up to me in the past like year. And I was like, I've been doing really like good things too. Like I launched a business, you know, like I moved into a new apartment this year. That's like my dream apartment. And, you know, like I went on a solo trip and it's just like, I've been doing things too, but I'm like, why are we not celebrating these other aspects of life that are also just as like monumental huge. and huge. And so I just decided to, I went on this trip to Portugal and I was like, this is like my honeymoon. This is going to be my honeymoon. Like I'm celebrating the launch of the business, my new apartment. Like this is it. Like this is my mm-hmm. huge celebration. And at the time I was seeing, there was a lot of moms on like baby moons. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to go on a baby moon, but there's no baby. <laughs> like, there's no baby. I have so many thoughts on baby moons. Uh, if you're listening, like, why would you go on a baby moon pregnant? I don't get it. I, I know. I don't understand. I, I will never understand. Like, that is not when I want to be traveling. I know. Do it after. Yeah, we did it after. Yeah, do it but after. anyway, sidebar. And so, you know, I kind of, like, I just kind of had, like, a wake-up call. And I was like, why am I, like, missing out on my own life? Mm-hmm for the sake of like societal norms yeah like who said that i can't celebrate these big things that i've been working my ass off for and so i went on the solo trip i had the time of my fucking life amazing and after that was my birthday i bought myself a birthday cake hell yeah and i was like why not like i'm gonna do this and i just like i made a point to just celebrate like the little things because it's like who else is going to celebrate it if Mm -hmm. you don't celebrate yourself? And I think we work so hard and we have to, like, we have to celebrate these moments. And as a woman, I think we're just taught that we should have a baby. We should like get married Mm -hmm. and like our lives are now centered around someone else. Totally. And you start to, like, lose yourself. And, you know, I met this mom, like, years ago. And she told me, she was like, you know, I... She's like, Anicia, when you become a mom and a wife, don't forget who who you are. Absolutely. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she was like, you know, before I was a mom and before I was a wife, I was Tova. And I'm still fucking Tova. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You're like, I think this lesson's more for you. (laughs) What's happening? <laughs> to say these things. No, but 100%. But, but it really, it, it was like eye-opening to me. And she was like, no, I'm like, she was having this like breakthrough mm-hmm. moment. And she was like, no, like she just had her second baby. And she was like, you know, 
there are things that you just like stop doing because like now society says you're a mom you can't do this or mm-hmm. you're a wife you can't do this or you are you're a founder a CEO you can't do this but she was like you were you weren't born a mom you weren't born this person's wife you weren't born like that all these years you've built this person and then what you're just supposed to forget who they are yeah exactly i do think you change there are things within your brain and your heart that evolve but like i make such a conscious effort to not lose track of myself it's the whole it's the whole point of filling up your own cup in my opinion yeah exactly and i also will say like i've spoken many times on here about how i'm afraid to have another child. It's like, yep. I just don't feel ready yep. because I feel like I finally found myself again. Yep. Less so, it's not that recent, but it took me a good nine, 10 months to yep. feel like any version of myself that I even recognized. Yep. And I'm like, well, now it's going to start all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, exa- exactly. <laughs> like, That's it's scary. It is no, scary. It's scary. Um, and I think it's so important for mothers Fathers as well, parents in general, mainly mothers because the pregnancy aspect of everything, delivery, postpartum, but to make time for themselves, you have to. And in terms of celebrating, like I actually just posted this yesterday, which is very in line with that while we're recording this, it's like one of my goals in 2023 is to celebrate my wins because it's so easy to hit this benchmark that you've been working towards forever or forever, how long? And you're like, Okay, next. What's yep, the next thing? Exactly. I want that now. Exactly. And like, for instance, your media, I wanted to join their network for so long. Yep. And then the second I joined, it was so easy for me to be like, well, now I have to hit X amount of downloads. And I'm yep. like, no, now I get to fucking celebrate. No, exactly. And I think the other thing that we don't think about is that like, it's actually not the big picture. It's not the big thing. It's like mm-hmm. those little, little things, things that like got you there. And it's like the, those little like if those little tiny moments would have never happened, the big thing would have never fucking happened. Absolutely not. It would never be here. As simple as like recently I've been trying to work out before Liam wakes up yep. because I'm trying to be more conscious with my time. I want to be more present when I'm with him. And now that he's older and the past few weeks I've been setting my alarm earlier. So I yep. I'm like, these are huge wins no, every huge. time I do it. It's huge. That is a big win. Yeah. And I think of like, even like having this business now, I'm like, you know, the biggest thing I did was like register the business. Yeah. Like that was huge. Signing the lease on the kitchen. Huge. Mm -hmm. We would not have like a bit. There would not be food. Right. Without the kitchen space. And I think like I look back and I remember those days and I was like not celebrating them because I was just like, oh, we need deliveries. We need orders. We need followers like we need. And I was thinking about this, the next thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like you forget. It's so true. I forget about the small things. And I think, you know, especially as a founder, like you I mean, I'm not there yet, but I talk to other founders and they're like, you're going to miss those days where like you were actually like in the little parts of your business where like, you don't now, like I talk to founders and they're like, I don't even know. I don't even see the like production of things. I don't even see the logo. I don't even see the marketing. I don't see the goodie bag. It's own little baby because I think this way, like in postpartum, I was like, I just can't fucking wait until this kid sleeps through the night. Cannot wait. And then every once in a while now when we go through a regression and I have those moments like holding him in the middle of the night on his rocking chair, I'm like, I kind of miss this. Like how fucking twisted is that? I never thought I'd say those words. No. I'm not saying I actually miss the newborn stage, but you're not 
you evolve and then suddenly these things aren't there and you do sometimes miss the like nitty gritty aspects of things. Yeah. And it's like you better like celebrate them and cherish them and like really like sink into them because like you they'll be gone like they will be gone. And I think now like even thinking of my life as a single person and Mm -hmm. I'm like as bad as I like want to like be married with kids. I'm like I look around my apartment like and you say you better fucking (laughs) You better cherish this right now because you, you are soaking in because I'm like pretty soon like you're going to you're going to dream about that. You're going to dream to sit on this couch right now. You're going to dream about no this. one bothering. Like, like, I say literally. that all the time like my yes. dream and I've done it. I have no fucking shame when I for Christmas and my birthday. Oh, of course. 24 hours in a hotel. Yes. By myself. Every mom. Want, that's what every mom. Love like you, all my mom. Joe, friends. Love you, Liam. Nobody fucking bother me. There's like that's all they want. They're like, yeah. Anisia, I would dream that like that's my literal dream. I, if someone was like, what would you pay a million dollars for? That's what I would pay a million dollars for. I have a quick question for someone like me who has friends who are both moms and friends who are not moms but are married and friends who are not moms and are single. What is the best way that you have felt supported by your friends in celebrating these wins that aren't necessarily the same wins that they're experiencing? I think a lot of it is just, like, words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that means a lot. Like, one of my friends would just, like, take moments out of their day to, like, send me a text and, like, remember things. It's really cool. And then just, like, showing up. Like, they bring their kid to the event or, like, you know, they're like, hey, like, you know, I'm kids with the husband. Like, let's go get a drink or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, little things like that. I think just, like, making quality time or making time to, like, spend with each other and then also just, like, if they don't have time, just sending words of encouragement to just know like, hey, like, I know what you're doing is also important. I know it's not a kid or it's not a baby. Mm -hmm. It's not a marriage, not an engagement, but like, it's really fucking cool. So cool. And I think that's really like, that means a lot. I saw this TikTok. I need to stop quoting TikTok, but I saw a TikTok video. It's my life. It's my life. That they had this like big party, this group of girlfriends to celebrate recent successes that weren't the societal norms. Yep. And I've been thinking we're moving into our new house in two weeks and I keep saying to all my girlfriends that like come April, May when we have furniture and stuff, yep. I want to do a huge slumber party. Yeah. And I've been thinking lately, I think I want to do it on this where you come and like we can each write out something that we've done in the past six months yep. that we're so proud of and yep. like get time individually to speak on it. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, it might be a kid for one person, yep. but for someone else, it could be, yes. I got a new apartment. I yes. ended a toxic relationship. I... Yes got a new job or I'm doing this with my business or I put my mental health first by doing these things like those types of wins no exactly and I even think like for like moms I think for friends who are friends with other moms I think it's also important to know that like your friends are not just moms yeah it's so easy for the conversation yeah it's very easy to be like focus in on like yeah how's the baby Mm -hmm. how's the husband oh my god like and it's like well Ask her other things, you know, ask her about like w- how her workout was right. or like, you know, how what are she, you? <laughs> how, are, how is she or what she's working on yeah. or if she has a project that she wants to come out. And I think like that's also important, again, to remind her of like she was a person before this mm-hmm. and like to also celebrate that version of her, I think is really important because I think a lot of mo- I mean, I'm not a mom, but I could see like how 
not shitty it would feel, but it kind of would no, it feel, feels shitty it during feels, postpartum, especially postpartum, that one person asks about you. Yeah, exactly, because everyone's just so focused on the baby and like your husband and your family. That's mm-hmm. all they see you as, and it's just like even you like launching the podcast and like you know all these new projects that you're working on. It's like how many people are actually asking about that versus like. Oh, Liam's yeah. to school. Like, you know, like, like yeah. you know, like. It's actually interesting. I make a conscious effort now whenever I meet or see a new mom. Yeah. I'm like, how are you? I don't even ask about the baby, quite honestly. Yeah. And I ran into someone recently who I hadn't seen in so long. And I saw her with her, like, fresh potato baby. And I was yeah. like, how are you? And I just saw the tears, like, Aww. in the eyes. And I was like, oh, my sweet baby. Like, no one has asked no you. one's, No one has asked. Yeah. Or like, they could be working on something and you don't even know because you've just been asking right. this baby Truly. the whole time. And it's like, it's yeah. yeah, it sucks. But it's like, yeah, just remembering that like, there's other things to Absolutely. ask about and like, to show that you appreciate and care about them. Well, this was amazing. So many little nuggets of wisdom. And yeah. I hope everyone listening to this, if they're able to, can get their hands on some kids' tables. So yes. where, what is like the process? Website, delivery, <laughs> Yeah, zone. so you can find us at kidstableny.com. Okay. So you can go on there and you can place an order. That's our fresh line. We are still doing our Frozen collab with Ipsa. If you want to go on Ipsa's website. We have those. The Frozen line is still happening. We are working toward, this is like, I'm announcing this as if it's like (laughs) happening right now, but we are working towards transitioning to Frozen. So we, that's like in the new year, that's something that we're working on, but we are still fresh. And Um, where are you able to deliver to? So we're in New York right now for Kids Table. If you want, if you're in New Jersey or Connecticut or upstate, Ipsa has the Frozen collection that you can still order. And yeah, stay tuned. We have so many things that we're working on this year. I'm so, so excited about them. I'm so excited. And, and where can people follow you? So I am on Instagram at Anicia Ngozi. It's A-N-I-C-I-A-N-G-O-Z-I. That's my personal handle. And then Kids Table NY is our Kids Perfect. Table handle. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This is incredible. Oh, like, yay. I'm so excited. It's like a full circle moment it's really um, is. i also feel Look so cool like a dear media <laughs> microphone like what i know it still shakes me every time I'm it's like, crazy what? like i me? see this i mean i listen to so many dear media podcasts and i'm just like these are celebrities i like, know full-on it's celebrities wild. It's fucking wild it's <laughs> wild <laughs> thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.